Hey, hey, it's Neville Medoro for Friday, July 15th, 2022 with a stupid email, which of course means swipe, thought, uplifting picture, interesting, and drawing. Let's get started with a swipe from the old swipe file. By the way, did you know you can see a lot of these swipes on swipefile.com? Almost all of them. So check it out, swipefile.com. Uh, do you know what a swipe file is, first of all? A swipe file is a thing where you keep a physical copy of mail that you have and you put it in a folder. But over time, a lot of the stuff that we want to look at for inspiration and marketing is online. So I created a thing called swipefile.com online and you can check out all the stuff over there. Anyways, let's get to the first swipe today. Uh, this ad is from 1956 and it probably wouldn't fly today, but it sure as hell passes the doesn't get my attention test. So the job of a good ad is to go through the ADA formula, attention, interest, desire, and action. The way you get people's attention is with something attention grabbing. And it says Timex survives the lobster test. And there's a picture of a lobster with a Timex watch strap to it. Now, when I first saw the ad, I literally, I was just like, I don't want to look at what this means, but what the hell is a lobster test? And they, they totally got me. I was just scrolling by this ad and I was like, I don't want to look at it. And then I was like, damn, they got me. And turns out they just put the watch on a lobster claw to see if it'll come off or break. And they said that it's waterproof and that it's shockproof. So it doesn't skip all that kind of stuff. You know, keep in mind this is 1956 technology over here. And so I thought that's a pretty clear form of getting people down the slippery slope. And uh, they brought the ad home by showcasing that the watch doesn't skip at all. And it was shockproof. And I got to admit that is a, <laughs> that is a clever ad. I never would have thought of that myself. Um, here's an interesting thought. So I propose a way of getting all your work done in about two hours a day called two hour work sprint. And something I've noticed, at least for myself, and I do mainly kind of digital work. So if you work at a physical location, this is going to be harder, but I can often finish if I need all my work within like an hour or two, that like all the work I have for the whole day, I can often do most of it in one or two hours. And it's very simple. So this two hour work sprint is you write your tasks on a piece of paper or, you know, digital if you want, but I like paper and you start on number one and then you scratch that off and then you go to the next task and you don't stop until you finish it. And the trick, at least for me, is that you either share your screen or you sit next to someone. So this would be a two hour sprint that happens every day and you would knock out all your administrative tasks, clear out all your email, all your random tasks, writing blog posts, social media, planning and scheduling. And I personally think the co-working aspect of the sprint is important, either virtual or in person. So sometimes I'm productive in person or just by myself, but most of the time I goof off. So if there's someone next to me co-working or someone watching my screen co-working, I always finish off a ton of stuff. So I'm gonna just try to start doing this uh, for two hours a day. And one thing I've kind of noticed with people, some most people can't work for two hours straight. You have to kind of like uh, take a break. And my proposal is that you go through all of this and you have to finish everything. The, the important thing is having a stop time after the two hour sprint. So uh, as for timing, I thought one hour is too short. Anyone could do that, but you can't really get everything done in one hour. And two hours seems to be the working threshold. So uh, I'm going to start practicing working for two-hour sprints from now on and uh, preferably do it with other people. Uh, another thing I've done in the past is I've just used Facebook Live to just go live and share my screen. And friends on my Facebook are like, am I just watching Neville work? What is this? But for whatever reason, it helps me do work. And so it's fun. Here's something uplifting. This is a quick life assessment you can do in your head. So the scores will change at different times in your life. But anytime you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm uncertain about something. Try this out. Rate these three areas of your life from one to five. Health, wealth, love. Simple, health, wealth, love. So you can kind of break down your life into health, wealth, and love. And what you do is you rank one. So let's say your health is five, your, um, your love is five, but your wealth is three, for example. Well, then what you do is you work on the lowest one. So if it's the wealth at three, 
then you start working on that one immediately. That's your goal from now on because your other areas of your life are doing pretty well. So I included some examples and different results. So for example, if someone's health is low, then your goal is to start improving your health today. So whatever that means for you, you don't have to become Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it just means whatever you think good health is, right? Um, if your wealth is low, well, then you need to start praying out your uh, um, finances to set to get to your expectations. You don't have to be buying a $100 million yacht. That's not what wealth means. Wealth means how much money do you need to live well or to accomplish something that you want to accomplish and something, you know, relatively realistic? Um, or are you on the path to get to where you want? So that's what I mean by wealth. And then uh, your love. So love is family, friends, and love interests. Um, so this could be a spouse, this could be your significant other, whoever. So a lot of times people will have good health, good wealth, but then maybe that part is lacking. So you either need to throw more little get togethers or host stuff or go out more, or I don't know, start dating, whatever it is you need to do. So try it out. Um, the rating scale is pretty simple. One, it's very bad. Two, it's like, meh, not great. Number three, it's average, but can definitely use improvement. Number four, it's going well and can use some slight improvement, but is pretty good. And number five, it's pretty good. And it's something you don't need a ton of improvement on. So if you're like really ripped and you're in a great shape, you're probably doing the right thing. And so you don't need to focus on your health more, but rather some other stuff. Here's an interesting picture. There's a random restaurant in Austin called El Arroyo. And the famous thing about this restaurant is not its food, it's not its drinks, it's a daily sign. So its Instagram page has 600,000 followers. And all they do is every day, they post a picture of a sign that has like kind of like a funny little kitschy post and they post on Instagram. So one says, just a friendly reminder that nobody rewatches fireworks videos, which is you know pretty funny. Or it says, 4th of July, every dog's least favorite day of the year. And there's just tons and tons of these. And somehow just over the years, this sign just got more and more popular. And it's funny because their basic food is just, it's basic Tex-Mex food. It's nothing really special. But the amount of exposure and notoriety this restaurant has got from this basic sign is amazing. And one of the keys to success they've had is consistency. They've been changing the sign every day since 1975. That's wild. I can't even write a tweet every day. These people have been doing since 1975. Amazing. Um, here's something interesting. I've talked to this, about this on the last couple of stupid emails, but some questions you can poke and prod at your own business. So I made a couple of uh, pics of them that you can just keep on your phone. And uh, my hope is that one day you're just browsing through your phone and you're like, huh, what about number 37? What makes customers smile when they buy your product? And you think about it and you're like, hmm, how can I improve my business? That's, that's the goal of these, that to randomly have them and look at them from time to time and be like, how can I improve something? And actually today I'm working on a post with all of these and adding examples to every single one of them. So uh, I'm up to 87 of these questions so far. And I'm trying to write examples for each of them, which is pretty hard for 87 different things. So this page should be updated throughout the day as I write more. It's copywritingcourse.com slash blogs slash 69, and it'll uh, forward you there. I did not make up that number. That's just a randomly generated number, by the way. <laughs> and uh, last, here's a drawing. This is kind of random. I didn't have a really good drawing for today, but this is a random thing. I've always wanted to use a silly image of the guy peeking over the wall on something. I've used it in the past, and um, it's never been that great of an image. Like, I'll try to show him looking at an old ad or something, and it's kind of like, eh doesn't really add anything to it. So now he currently shows up as an error message I kind of hastily made when someone tries to look at community content but is not a member. It says, you don't have permission to view this, but members can. And it shows a little guy with his eyes looking at a screen, but he can't see it because it's locked. And then it says, like, you might want to join if you want to learn to sell online, become a better writer, professional copywriters to guide you, etc. So uh, I thought that was kind of fun. And so now this guy that never really got any love 
is being seen by thousands of people a day uh, as an error message, which is kind of funny. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this. This was uh, the Friday stupid email. My name is Neville Medora, and I will talk to you later.